What you see when the show begins is a man running in the dark. He's on a, a stage that's actually made up of a treadmill, and he's running and running and running and trying to figure out where he is, what's going on, who he is. Jay Kelly Nestruck is the Globe's theater critic. He's describing a play called The Runner. And it's very thrilling because of the staging, this, this constant motion in the dark. There's these lights that come at him from either side. The treadmill is often going faster and faster when things get more anxious in a scene. And then sometimes it will stop suddenly and he'll fall over or he'll be jerked backwards. It's a one-man play written by Canadian Christopher Morris. It debuted in 2018. It's a guy named Jacob, and he works for an organization in Israel called Zaka that is first on the scene of all sorts of tragedies from accidents to terror attacks. And he is part of a team that uh, both attends to the wounded and uh, performs a task of picking up the bodies of Jewish victims of various uh, forms of violence and making sure that the entire body can be buried together according to Jewish law. Since the October 7th attack in Israel and the subsequent war in Gaza, this Canadian play has been drawn into controversy. So he's having a flashback to this moment where he arrived on a scene and there's a an Israeli soldier who has been stabbed and is dead. And he sees uh, what he describes as an Arab woman, an Arab girl lying on the ground, bleeding out, and she herself is wounded. And he makes the decision to go and save this Arab girl's life by performing CPR and other uh, medical attention. And this is a decision that will change the course of his life as we discover over the course of the rest of the play. Today, Kelly is on the show to explain how this play became a part of the tensions in Canada's arts community amid the ongoing Israel-Hamas war. I'm Manika Raman-Wilms, and this is The Decibel from The Globe and Mail. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thanks, Manika. Nice to be here. Kelly, what is it then about this specific play, The Runner, that, that's landed it at kind of the center of a controversy, really, in Canada's theater world? Mm, well, this show has been around since 2018 and has been performed all over the country uh, to great acclaim. And then uh, the Israel-Hamas war began and uh, suddenly people started to view the play through a different lens. And that led first a theater company in Victoria called The Belfry to cancel a scheduled presentation of it. In January, it was supposed to go on at the Push Festival in Vancouver, a big international performing arts festival, an important one. And at first they stood behind it, said it's going ahead, despite what The Belfry did. And then eventually they did cancel it themselves, which has led to uh, a petition to boycott the festival. And a lot of people are upset about that. It's Pretty unusual for a show to be canceled uh, in the wake of sort of online petitions and threats of protests. And uh, there was even talk in Vancouver that people were buying tickets in order to go to the show and be, dis you know, disrupted in some way. Or maybe, I don't know, we don't actually know what they were intending to do. They may have been planning to stand up at the beginning and make a statement, or they may have been planning to disrupt the actual performance of the show. And, and just to be clear, it was scheduled at both of these festivals uh, before October. Yeah. Well, usually theater companies plan their programming, you know, 
sometimes years in advance. But definitely this sort of BC tour of this show uh, must be in the works since well before October 7th. And with this, I guess, specifically with the the issue of uh, Israel-Hamas, like, I guess, have we seen situations in Canada where it's kind of spilled over into Canada's theater world? Yeah, absolutely. Artists are very politically involved and people also see art events as an opportunity to make public statements and as a site for protest. So we saw that at the Scotiabank Giller Prize Gala this this fall where uh, right. protesters, they held up signs saying it was, it was against the sponsor Scotiabank and their investments in an Israeli arms firm. Okay, so Kelly, let's let's dig into the specifics of the story around the runner. Uh, let's start with the, the theater, the Belfry, which you talked about in, out in Victoria. What happened there? Well, a, a group of people, uh, activists, artists, sort of put together a letter calling for the theater company to not present the runner. Then there was a community meeting that was convened at the theater in order to discuss this. I don't really know what happened to that meeting because I wasn't there, and the folks who run the Belfry won't speak to me or any journalist <laughs> since they canceled the play. But, uh, you know, by other accounts, it was quite acrimonious. There were different views aired. And afterwards, uh, the theater was spray painted with the words Free Palestine and also sort of covered in stickers. Um, so in January, it announced uh, that it was canceling the runner. And the reasons were given that doing so at this particular time does not ensure the well-being of all segments of our community and that it was a play that may further tensions among our community given the current conflict in the Middle East. Okay, so so then what happened at the Push Festival? Well, the Push Festival, when the Belfry canceled, initially came out and said, we don't necessarily agree with the way that the show's described. This show has no financial connection to Israel. And was that one of the criticisms then? Yeah, I think some people thought it, you know, one of the one of the misapprehensions was that this was an Israeli play uh, or that it was an Israeli company rather than it being a Canadian company about an Israeli character uh, and other Israeli characters and indeed Palestinian characters as well. One of the challenges at this moment is there are people who uh, ascribe to the boycott, divestment, sanctions movement. Mm. And so from that point of view, you wouldn't put on a play from Israel or uh, a production from Israel right now because you want to boycott that sort of thing in order to put pressure on Israel to behave differently. So, but you uh, said, sorry, this is not actually an Israeli play then, it sounds like? Yes. Yeah, so the, the truth is that this is a, you know, a Canadian play. Christopher Morris is Canadian. He went to Israel a number of times to research, including into the occupied territories. And uh, while he was there, he was told by the Canadian embassy to to reach out to a theater company called Nefesh Theater that's run by a Canadian Israeli or an Israeli Canadian. So he met up with the person who runs Nefesh and they helped him in terms of, you know, putting him in contact with people to talk to, telling him where to stay, that sort of thing. But there's no financial investment from that company there. However, because he had worked with this guy there and got advice from him, Christopher Morris decided to credit him in terms of saying it was a collaboration with Nefesh Theater. So that's, I think, where the, the misapprehension began, that it was an Israeli production. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So earlier in January, the, the, the Belfry says we're not going to show the runner. Push Festival initially says we are still going to show this show. But, but what happened after that, Kelly? 
So what happens is that there's a new open letter that gets started by uh, some artists and some activists in the community calling for the Push Festival to, to cancel it nevertheless. And their number one argument is that, you know, they feel like the relationship to Israel is being downplayed. And the other argument is about uh, the fact that the Palestinian characters in the play don't have any names. Uh, there's violence perpetuated by Palestinian people in the show that's depicted or referenced rather because it's really a stream of consciousness monologue um, and that this is sort of dehumanizing you know there's there's a valid element to that critique which is you know there's a long history of western writers writing about arab characters and not giving them names you know, when you think of albert camus l'étranger like that would be sort of the text that people reference all the time and it's sort of a continual thing you know like Arab people don't have names and then, you know, other the Westerners or the Israeli characters do have names. And there's sort of, you know, an argument that that others, Palestinian people and other Arab people. We'll be back in a moment. So what exactly did Push do in response to that? So it sounds like they'd originally said, well, we're still going to run this show. But then they were starting to get this feedback, essentially, from different uh, people in the artistic community. So what do they do in response? Yeah, so there's there's pressure going on behind the scenes for different, you know, one of the things to understand about Push is it, it organizes all of its productions with different companies in Vancouver. So there's a lot of pressure points. And uh, activists were approaching not just Push, but individual co-producers of the festival telling them, we, we think you should pull out of this festival. Push on its own is responding and saying, you know, we are a festival. We have, we have a lot of different voices. They write a blog post about generative friction through programming plurality, which is basically saying, you know, like maybe there are some arguments that The Runner is not the absolute best show to go on at this time, but there are other shows that sort of illuminate other aspects of of life around the world, including uh, that of Palestinians. Mm -hmm. And they point to a show called Dear Leila by a British-based Palestinian artist named Basil Zara. It's an art installation, sort of one-on-one -on -one, uh, interaction. You go into a, a room behind a curtain and you see a maquette, uh, like a little model of his childhood home where he grew up in a refugee camp in Syria. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the Push Festival says is, is why they're keeping this, this show around. I guess then what happens as a result of that? There continues to be pressure to pull the runner. And then um, Basil Zara talks to them and says, you know. This is the Palestinian artist who has the, that Dear Leila show. Exactly. So mm -hmm. he says, you know, Israel's genocide in Gaza continues. He, he characterizes it as a genocide. Uh, he says, I cannot agree for Dear Leila to be shown alongside the runner because it reinforces dehumanizing narratives about Palestinians. So um, he feels that it doesn't give enough context for what's you know going on. He talks about Israel's occupation, apartheid, ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian people. So he's saying, I don't want my art installation to be in the festival if the runner is in it at this time, given what's going on in the world. So it's one or the others is basically what he was saying. Yeah, essentially. And so... Um, they decide to pull the play, saying that at this moment in time, it makes more sense to, given this situation, show something that reflects the lived experience of that part of the world where the war is going on, rather than The Runner, which is written by a guy who has no connections to the region whatsoever. You know, he researched the show in Israel. He spent a lot of time working on this show, but he has no religious or cultural ties to the region. So given that, we should highlight this Palestinian voice right now. But, you know, they do say they would, you know, they tried 
to do all they could to keep both in the festival. Hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, the, the festival kind of had pressure from the artistic community, still said they were going to run the show. But when this Palestinian artist, Basil Zara, essentially said, it's either my show or the runner, the Push Festival said, OK, we're going to have to drop the runner. Yeah. Now, I haven't been able to talk to Mr. Zara, but uh, some of the people who were involved in co-presenting that show, Boca del Lupo is one of the companies, Pandemic Theater is the other. Um, my impression from conversations with them is that Part of the reason why he felt this surge to pull out was that he had been brought into the conversation in direct contrast to the runner, and he was uncomfortable with that Hmm. uh, through that blog post about generative friction. That uh, is something that actually the uh, director of programming at Push told me that she regretted doing. But, uh, you know, Basil Zara lives over in the UK, and she said she tried to get in touch with him for a period of time and didn't get in touch with him until after the blog post. Anyway, it's, it's hard to uh, get everyone on the same page in a festival where you've got hundreds of artists from all around the world. Yeah. Kelly, let's talk a little bit more about the runner and, and Christopher Morris, who wrote this this show. Uh, I, do we know why he decided to look at this topic of uh, Israelis and, and Palestinians? Uh, I mean, especially from this perspective of a volunteer who, as you said, recovers body parts after violent incidents. Why did he want to write about that? Christopher Morris told me that he's always... He's for a long time had an interest in this group, Zaka. Indeed, it is a very unusual and interesting uh, organization and controversial organization. And most of his plays have some sort of Canadian component. They're sort of intercultural uh, productions. You know, he did one about the war in Afghanistan called Dust and it involved sort of a perspective from uh, Petawawa and then also perspectives from uh, Afghans and also from uh Pakistani actress in that show as well. He was always interested in Zaka, but then he found the focus for his play when they changed their triage uh, procedures so that when they arrived at the scene of uh, a terrorist attack, they would no longer treat casualties based on the severity of their wounds, but focus on the, the victims or who they perceived to be the victims of the attack before treating anyone who had been involved in the attack, the perpetrators of the attack. So instead of treating whoever needed the most help, it's basically they would treat the victims first was the, the policy. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's not the usual triage code. And the Israel Medical Association told them, no, you have to do it this way. And they said, no, we're going to do it this way. And that was very controversial. So that's kind of what's at the heart of the show is a character who's been a longtime volunteer and then he's faced with this situation where he responds in a human way and treats a Palestinian girl first, uh, despite his own biases. Like he sort of wrestles with it through the rest of the play. Hmm. And do we know what has Christopher Morris said about Push Festival's choice to cancel his show? Well, he said, you know, he sort of ultimately kind of understood what was why they made the decision that they did and felt that he had been cared for by the people there. But he did say it's unsettling when Canadian theaters cannot be a space for the public to engage in a dynamic exchange of ideas. I believe theater must be a place where contrasting perspectives are programmed and celebrated. Mm-hmm. Just on the subject of this show and its connection to Israel, mm-hmm. he said, not a penny of money from Israel or an Israeli has ever gone to me or my company for this show or anything else that Human Cargo, that's his theater company, has ever done, full stop. Mm-hmm. You were actually at the, the festival. You had a chance to see um, Basil Zara's installation at Push, Kelly. Uh, can you just tell me, what was that experience of that installation called Dear Layla? What was what was that experience like for you? It's a, it's a beautiful little 
piece of art uh, that involves sort of an interactive element. So you walk into this room behind a curtain. There's a desk and this, uh, you know, dollhouse version of where he grew up. He was born in a refugee camp in Syria, a Palestinian refugee camp. And he grew up there. And uh, you sort of turn over these little cards. It's addressed to his daughter, who is uh, five years old, named Leila. And um, he's he's talking to the individual audience member as if he's talking to his daughter and saying, you've been asking about where I grew up, where I'm from, and why I can't show you. And then he, he goes on to, uh, to talk about you know, where his family was from before and then growing up in this refugee camp. And then this house that slowly went from one floor to three floors, the pigeons that were raised on the roof, the time that he and a couple of his siblings got their own room and his attachment to the space. And you also open up a drawer, you see a family photo album of sort of uh, life being lived in a refugee camp. And it's quite beautiful and sort of challenges your idea of displacement. You know, we're at a, living in a time where there's unprecedented displacement of peoples all around the world due to all sorts of conflicts, including the one in Gaza right now. And to sort of like reflect on the place within displacement for me was quite quite illuminating at this time. And I thought it was quite a, um, a moving piece. Mm. But the reception of it is challenging when you when you think about what he said before about not wanting the show in the festival that I think if he saw it and he saw it in production, he might not feel the same way about. So, you know, who knows? Just to end here, Kelly, uh, of course, as the Globe's longtime theater critic, I guess I'm, I'm just wondering what you make of all this. Like, what do you make of this controversy in terms of, I guess, the role of art in these big global conflicts? Yeah, it's a big question. You know, I think a lot of people are concerned about something that they call cancel culture. And I think this sort of fits into the the idea of that, which is that um, we're becoming a society where ideas can't be expressed everywhere all the time as we would like them to. Um, and I think there's an element of that here for sure. It's uh, for me, it's a, I see a real challenge facing arts organizations in general as they face these calls from different communities and different perspectives to reflect them. And for me, a lot of it is like the online world versus the in-person world. A lot of what I've read online does not relate to the my experience of this play, The Runner, which for me was quite a dark portrait of Israeli society and uh, indeed introduced me to the Zaka organization, which is now in the news all the time because they were, you know, first responders on October 7th. So it's an informative play. It's it's a bracing play and ultimately it's sort of a thrilling play. Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Uh, thank you very much. That's it for today. I'm Manika Raman-Wilms. Our producers are Madeline White, Cheryl Sutherland, and Rachel Levy-McLaughlin. David Crosby edits the show. Adrian Chung is our senior producer, and Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.